What's up, everyone? Welcome to Know Your Balls. I'm Jack Manis, and with me, once again, Robbie Williams. Robbie, how you doing on this fine, what's today? Wednesday evening. Yeah, I'm doing good, dude. Happy to be talking about uh, about sports. I'm ready. I'm ready to start our little segment here called Hot Takes. Yeah, I don't think we have like an actual name for it yet, right? I think it's still in the it's, works. Yeah, it's, under it's, construction. Yeah, it's under construction. If any of our listeners have any fun ideas for a way to have a segment on Hot Takes that doesn't interfere with any other podcast intellectual property, please feel free to let us know. Um, and yeah, you were saying what some storms up there in Michigan? How's that treating you? Oh yeah, uh, they're done for now, um, but we're supposed to get quite a bit of rain in the next couple of days. Um, so hopefully my basement doesn't flood. Yeah, I feel like uh, I tossed over a little bit of a, a Portland weather your way. Not that we have storms, but we definitely usually get rain. But now it's like I don't know, eighty something, ninety something degrees, sunny, beautiful. It's the the magical three months a year in Oregon that we have. But anyways, let's get right to it. I uh, just want to remind everyone that we're going to have a new upload schedule for the podcast. We're going to be releasing a new episode every Monday and every Friday henceforth. So although we are recording today on a Wednesday, uh, you'll be listening on a Friday. So maybe some of, uh, some of our takes and stuff will just be completely useless by then. Nonetheless, here we are. But yeah, stay tuned every Monday and Friday. Uh, for a new episode to drop. All right, Robbie. Like you mentioned, a new you segment. You with it? You me to hit you with my crazy idea? Now, this is an unpopular opinion according to uh, the new, newly released NFL power rankings, specifically okay. the NFC power rankings. Uh, I definitely agree with the top one. Who could argue with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being up there? But I do believe that the Los Angeles Rams, and I've said this before, are going to be the bust of the NFC West. I think there's a lot of good teams out there, and I just I, – I, I got a feeling about it. That's all I have to say about it. They lost uh, some key supporting roles uh, on defense, and I just – I never really liked what I saw from that team before. They have a, a way of kind of building you up just to let you down buttercup but um <laughs> you know like i mean they kind of it's kind of fitting that matt stafford went there because they've kind of mm. you know done the same thing the lions have done just gone a little bit further with it um you know they remind me of the atlanta falcons you know you really think every year oh this is and then no no i don't yeah. see it happening you know, I I don't know if that smell is like the chicken burrito I just made or a little bit of bitterness about the departure of Matt Stafford from your Giants, but it's one of the two. And that is that, the Giants and the Lions. Uh, Lions, excuse me. Wow. wow. Jeez. Yeah. Not excused. Yeah. That's a big heat, one. Heat exhaustion. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, that that's a that is quite a hot take. It's quite steamy. I mean, you have Cam Akers in that backfield who are a lot of people are very high on. And Matt Stafford has always been a very good, not great quarterback. And the whole knock on him, if you've been a pro Matt Stafford guy, is he just hasn't quite had the right pieces around him. So you don't think that those pieces exist for him out in Los Angeles after his departure from the Lions. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> 
you know, your offense is only going to do so much. They've got a great defense too, but I just don't, I don't see their defense being the same thing it was last year. And I think that's key to their success. And I don't think that their, their three headed monster of running game where nobody knows who's going to get the ball from game to game. Um, at least last year, that's the way it was. Um, you know, I, I just don't, I just don't think that they're going to be able to, I'm not saying they're going to be a total bust in the whole league. To clarify my statement, they are going to be the bust of the NFC West. Everybody thinks they're going to be on top of the NFC West. I'm taking San Francisco um, um, to be a good battle between Seattle and Arizona for uh, for number two. Most likely Arizona. I think uh, I'd like you know I always like to root for Seattle, but they've just been kind of dropping off here. Um, so that's that's my hot take is I don't get why every, everybody's up on the Rams just because Matt Stafford <laughs> went there and like Matt Stafford great quarterback I'm not going to use the word good I'm going to use great because you know he's consistently thrown for over like four thousand yards a season if that's uh, off the top of my head from watching years of Lions football um, you know I mean the guy the, his main problem is he has a tendency to throw untimely interceptions because the team is just weighing so heavily on his back that he ends up forcing throws <laughs> and stuff like that. So what he really needed more than anything was to go to a team that has an established, amazing running game to support his throwing. But instead he went to another offensive situation that's probably going to completely rely on his arm. And that's where he always ran into his trouble. So that's, I think a better summarization of my take. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is a hot take. And, you know, we'll just have to see next season what what happens with your boy Matt Stafford out there in L.A. But for my hot take, yeah, of you course know, you do. I really will be rooting for him. I just – You have no choice. You know how it, you the Lions for too long. It's like, you know, having a curse or something. It's just as, you can't do anything. Look, as a, as a Chargers fan, I will tell you, having the whole team on your back and throwing untimely interceptions, I think we've called that Phillip River syndrome for quite quite some time now. Um Anyways, sticking with quarterbacks, I have a hot take for you, Robbie. My hot take okay, hit me with it. is that Tua Tagovailoa will not be a starting quarterback in the NFL after next season if he even lasts the full season. And Who do you think is going to take over for him middle of the season? I'm not sure who's going to take over for him, but all we saw – leading up and through the draft process was Tua has this big arm. He has this accurate arm and he's going to light up the NFL. Now granted he had that insane injury where like parts of his pelvis broke that I didn't know exist, you know, so give credit where credit's due for him rehabbing and coming back. But man, I think I have, I have some stats up right now. So the average passer rating last season was around a 93.6. Tua's passer rating, on the other hand, last season was an 87.1. Uh, you know, where, where, where are some other things? Like QBR, for example, another staff to uh, kind of exemplify why I think he's not the answer. 52.5 average QBR for Tua Tagovailoa last year. Not very good. I also don't know that I saw that man throw that many deep balls, and that was his big thing coming out of Alabama was his deep ball accuracy. And I just didn't see it. And, you know, neither did Miami when he was getting benched throughout the latter half of the season. Now, was that to protect him? Was that because he was playing bad? Probably a bit of both. But 
my hot take, and I've said this to all of my friends, and when I'm right, I will just bask in the glory of my of my correct predictions. But Tua will not be a starting quarterback in the NFL after next season. What what what's your thought on that one? You know, I mean, I think more quarterbacks miss in the NFL than hit when it comes to drafting he, high and and you know all this hype that goes around people because because this player could change your franchise you know they get hyped and more often than not they do not live up to that hype so i would say you're actually predicting you know you're betting with the odds here um for sure um but i also didn't see anything last season that would beg me to argue with you um because, I mean, he looked good, but also, was, like you said, there was none of that deep ball stuff. It was kind of these little dips and dunks right on the 20-yard line um, where he was throwing his touchdown passes. So, And a lot of them I were Mike Kosicki just – Mike Kosicki was totally bailing him out of a lot of passes too, right? It wasn't – Yeah. he wasn't even great on those, you know, little dump, little, little dishes in the midfield. Mike Kosicki had like 15,000 one-handed catches last year because Tua couldn't <laughs> put it on him. So, you know – We'll see what happens, but, you know, I think we both presented some respectable hot takes here. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Moving on to the NBA. Game one, the NBA finals between the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks happened last night. CP3 absolutely went off once again. Zero points in the first quarter, finished with 32 points and nine dimes in his first finals game ever like the true point god he is then we had Devin Booker also putting up I think 27 points 27 and 9 I believe 27 6 and 2 for book and then we had DeAndre Ayton with 22 and 19 being Mr. Efficient again now we didn't have the campaign siding that we wanted uh that we all truly deep down wanted uh but the big three-headed monster of Phoenix really came through Giannis how he came back, but he did. He did. Well, he, uh, on, on Giannis, I just want to say to, to, to all of our fans, um, you know, you can thank us for him playing in that game because we talked so much about how he wouldn't play in that game and how he wouldn't be anywhere near 100%. Um, I know they ended up losing, but Giannis had some pretty good plays where he looked uh, he looked at 100%. He had a Tayshaun Prince-esque uh, block. <laughs> Um, at some point, I can't remember when it happened, but uh, not a not a LeBron James esque block, a Tayshawn Prince esque block. Of uh, course, who did it first? Yeah, <laughs> who did it first? That's right. all I have to right. say. Um, yeah, yeah. No one's ever made a block before Tayshawn Prince. You know, no. One not like block. that. Not like that. Yeah. Run down the, the whole... chase down. Yeah, yeah. But you're right, though. Giannis came out, and there were points in time where my man's looked 100. percent Like 35 minutes, he had 27 points. He had 17 boards. He looked pretty good. What are your thoughts on this series now that we have Giannis back, who has, you know, little little bouts of him looking like his old self? I know on our last podcast, you were Mr. Sons and Four. And I was Mr. Well, even without Giannis, there's probably a chance it goes five. But now Giannis showed himself in game one. Where do you think this series goes? Well, you know, he showed himself and they still lost. So I say Suns in three at this point, if it could happen. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, they're, I mean, what, they they had a, a slight lead about midway through the first quarter, I think. 
Um, and then it was just absolute Suns domination from there on out. Um, I mean, they kind of, I mean, they just never, they never really made it interesting. Um, it's, it, that's all I got to say about it. I mean, it's kind of exactly what I expected. Just that, that point where like you keep the game on, you don't walk away from the game. But every time you look back at the game, you're like, oh, they're still down by 15 points. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, you know, I'll start watching when it gets close to 10, maybe like, and, you know. I mean, to be fair, I think at the end of the fourth quarter, there's like two minutes left and they cut the lead to eight, nine, eight or nine. And I was like, ooh, this yeah, could get spicy. Just enough to keep you watching this those commercials, spicy. right? Oh, you know, good. Thank you for bringing that up. I think the biggest travesty of this game, especially as somebody who wants this to be an interesting series and the Bucks not coming back to win this game, is that America is batting triple zeros in terms of winning a free taco from Taco Bell <laughs> with the new flaming Hot Taco because whatever team comes back in the second half to win a game, America wins. America wins because we get a free Doritos Locos Taco, the flaming Hot Doritos Locos Taco, okay. and we didn't get that opportunity. What's it? It's a shame. Like I said before, I hope I'm wrong about how boring this NBA Finals is going to be. But I just I didn't see anything in Game One to change my mind. But I would like a Doritos Locos Taco. So maybe the Suns can come from behind after the Bucks make it interesting in Game Two. There you go. So so not even Giannis getting a little more time to rehab. That's not something that even enters the equation for you, or does it? But it doesn't change the outcome. I mean, how much is he rehabbing in one day between playing 35 minutes and then, you know, I'm guessing playing another 35 tomorrow. Um, he just, he managed to come back. So it's working, right? So yeah. maybe something could happen in that day that we, as although we are doctors, of course, we, we still have no idea what's going on. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Game two yep. t- tomorrow. You got the Suns winning that, I'm guessing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Okay. There's no doubt you, in my mind. I feel like you need to meet the Suns and Four guy. I feel like you're the same person now. Your I, brain's you a know, lot. <laughs> uh, that guy is, they're throwing after parties, but that guy is like the headliner. And like, he does, he's not like an entertainer. He's just like at the party. And they're like, come to the party with the Suns and Four guy. Like, I saw flyers on the internet. Like, um, that, what it, a life! That stuff's hilarious, right? Like you just get into a fight at a playoff game. Next thing you know, you are like yeah. the number one fan. Of course, I being five foot six, I'll never have such a privilege. Anyways, <laughs> so that's the NBA coverage we got. Stick around for our coverage of Game Two coming at you next Monday. Now I know that you're not the biggest baseball fan, but not the lately. MLB All Star rosters just got released. And I can understand your lack of fandom being up there and, you know, in Tiger country. It's got to be rough. I bet I can name a few, even though I I might be able to name a few in the teams they play on. Would you flatter me for a second? Let me. Yes, 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 yes. Of course. Yeah, let me let me pull up the list. And uh, okay, go for it. You ready? Okay. Yep. Fernando Tatis Jr. That's a name I hear a lot. He's got to be an all star. Oh, he Uh, is. He's been he's been doing some crazy stuff. I've seen some highlights. Um, mm-hmm. and he Very plays good. for the oh, you're going to kill me with San this Diego Padres. Good, 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 good. He does? Yes, he does indeed. Okay, go. all right. You have to get three. Guys. You have to get three. So two more. 
Okay. Um. Well, Clayton Kershaw's got to be like one of the pitchers, right? Like he's he's Matt Stafford's best friend from uh, like oh, elementary my... school or something. If they, they bring that up together. one more time. My brain yeah. might explode. Yeah, they bring anyway. it up every time. Um. I, I Kershaw, especially now that they're both in LA. Kershaw is not an All Star in 2021. In fact, he's wow. on the injured list with forearm tightness as of today. Okay, well, you can't get three now that you've already lost on one. I was hoping for you to bat a thousand, pun totally intended here. Some of the highlights of the MOB All-Stars is we got Jacob deGrom, who is setting all of these records this season, for especially in terms of ERA. I think just yesterday, my man's ERA got above like 1.1. He's fighting the all-time ERA title right now. So he's doing his thing out there for the Mets. We also got Shohei Otani the arguable frontrunner of my angels for the MVP, for the AL MVP. My man's has. That guy's amazing. Bombs. I was thinking of him, but I couldn't pronounce his name. Um, yeah. <laughs> he was in my head. I've seen him a lot, and he blows my mind as a two-way player um, because I don't think I've ever Indeed. seen anyone play like that in you know, the modern era. And Shohei Otani just hit his 32nd home run today, breaking Hideki Matsui's record, which was 31 home runs by a Japanese-born player in a single season. But he did it over 162 games, and Shohei broke his record in 81 games. So Shohei's doing his thing down there in L.A. for my Angels. We got DeGrom doing his thing out in New York. So that's kind of the highlights of of the MLB All-Star selections and Next week, all the MLB All-Star festivities are happening, and I know how excited you must be, Robbie, as a as a huge MLB fan. So, so we'll keep a, a look the, at. Uh, watch the home run derby, which Shohei is competing in as well. So, and he's going to pitch in it too. He's going to pitch in the game, hit in the game, and hit in the home run derby. So he's doing it all as awesome. he has all season. Yeah. He's very, very Ruthian in his approach to the game. It's fantastic to watch. Moving on. Speaking of all... Before he rocks up the plate, too. Uh, I Smoking cigarettes. I would love that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I know we talked about those commercials we were watching during the finals of the Doritos Locos Tacos and how America is so disappointed in the Milwaukee Bucks right now. But another commercial that we kept seeing was all the adverts, all the advertisements... For Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau against Tom Brady and six-time major winner Phil Mickelson in the match, the fourth rendition of the match. Aaron Rodgers, in his in his MVP mind, managed to focus, and he was like, "I know Robbie Robbie Williams really is rooting for me here. I need to sink this putt." And and <laughs> and he sunk the match winner. And what else is new? We just did some crazy stuff at the end of the game. Aaron Rodgers Anyways. winning. Aaron Rodgers yeah. winning. Ah, just an old American pastime at this point. So this may be kind of a far leap here, but do you think, you know, do you think that means anything? We can we can see and in, read into any of this in terms of Aaron Rodgers' future. Because I don't know if you saw these videos, but a lot of the announcers, Charles Barkley included, they were all poking and prodding at Aaron Rodgers, try to get them, try to get him to leak any information about whether or not he's going to be a Panther next season. And he he deflected and deflected and made some jokes about Tom Brady coming back next season, etc. But you know, 
he was still doing his old thing of being cool, calm, and collected, playing mind games with his opponents, etc. He's doing his thing, doing his thing out there. What do you think, you know, this all kind of says about Rodgers? Personally, I think we see the same Aaron Rodgers as we've always seen. But I think the bigger question is, do you think his deflection of the questions that he was being asked kind of makes one think maybe he won't be a Packer next season? What are your thoughts? I mean, I think he's said it multiple times. Like, he's not, like, he's not going to do it. Like, he, I think he's made abundantly clear that he has no interest in playing for that organization anymore. And it's just a matter of when they're going to figure it out and, and try to trade him or something. I mean, that's that's my understanding of the saga up until this point, is that he was saying in private, there's no way. That got leaked. And he never said anything to defy those leaks. So, I mean, I've just been assuming, you know, I mean, I know Packers fans don't want to accept the inevitable, but like, I think Aaron Rodgers has been done. Um, you know, and he played an amazing season last season. Um, and he's, you know, sinking game winning putts and he is in some type of Zen mode where he just kind of doesn't care about anything, I, I think. And he's just like, <laughs> I'm, he's just like, I'm the dude. And I could do whatever I want because I'm the dude. And, like, that's – I think that's what Aaron Rodgers thinks in his head. Like – And it seems like he can, right? Yeah. I mean – I mean, he, are you going to argue with him? <laughs> I, no, no, of course not. <laughs> I would never argue with him. I mean, the guy also noted some mental health struggles he was having off the field as well and talked about how this break has kind of been good for him. So I'm, I'm glad that that's happening for him off the field as well. Um, but there's some, there's some te- teams that have been brought up as potential landing spots right now for Rodgers next season. Now, Green Bay is still the favorite because, you know, I'm sure Matt LaFleur is still treating this like, like this breakup that he's having and he's so sad and he just wants his sweet, sweet boy back, but he might not get him back, but that's, that's still kind of the favorite right now is for, for Rogers to land back in green Bay. We also have the next best odds as Rogers landing in Denver as a Bronco. Then we got him landing in Vegas as a Raider. We have him going to new Orleans as the saints, which would be, so funny to see Saints fans have to root for Aaron Rodgers. I would love to see that. And then we also, and the last highest odds for Aaron Rodgers to land is in Washington. Now, I think Denver would be an amazing landing spot for him. I think their receiving core is awesome. They have an established running game with Melvin Gordon who can pass catch. Not that he necessarily needs that. Jerry Trudy is amazing. And I think having somebody who can actually throw him the ball is going to be would be a fantastic thing and their defense has proven season after season to be one of the best defenses in the nfl so what are your thoughts on some of those teams as potential alternative landing spots for aaron Rodgers outside of the packers i just i don't really see las vegas just because i mean Derek carr isn't like anything special but also like he's not doing bad um and then he's an average quarterback the goes yeah, and I mean, their game isn't throwing the ball really anyways. I mean, their game is kind of run it down your throat um, and then throw off of that. So, and I don't really like New Orleans either just because I just I don't see that. them. 
God, I just I don't see that. them taking that. I just don't see him fitting in there. I think they've got, you know, they they've been keeping a good organization running for quite a while right now, and it's because of good team building. And they don't just go out and just bring in whatever the big name on the market is right now. So, um, but Washington now, you know, they've just got Ryan Fitzpatrick hanging around, you know, which like I love the beard, but you know, and I think he's going to do great there. But also, you know, you throw Aaron Rodgers into that mix, and it's a whole other ball game with that team and that defense. Um, you know, and they've got uh, oh man, what's their running back's name? Something Gibson. Antonio and, Gibson. Antonio Gibson. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was doing pretty good last year, and um, I think if you throw a great quarterback on that team, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to have fun with that team. But Aaron Rodgers would have a lot more fun with that team. Um, but I also agree with you about Denver. So Denver and Washington are definitely my picks here. Yeah, and also let's not sleep on Nola right now with, with famous Jameis, Jameis getting that LASIK eye surgery. That man's going to throw 60 touchdowns, three interceptions, take it to the bank and book it right now. Over under 59 and a half touchdowns from, from Jameis. Just smash the over. It's happening. He's breaking all the records next season. No, he's definitely not. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we had that Aaron Rodgers discussion. It's always, always spicy in the NFL. Always, 100% of the time. It's fantastic. So moving on. So sticking with the NFL. So we have a player, Cameron Kinley, who was a former player at Navy, who's team captain at Navy. And originally he signed as an un- – undrafted free agent with the Bucks, but the defense secretary, or excuse me, the acting Navy secretary, Thomas Harker, initially denied his request to try out for the team and to stick around with them in minicamp back in May. Well, apparently his grievances were hurt and the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, allowed him to attend Bucks training camp. And Kinley, I think he's a cornerback and he was at Navy, Good player, from what I've read. This is just a good story, right? There's not much else to it. This is just good for him. I think this is a great thing to happen in the NFL. I would, I'm would. i interested to see how the narratives overlap with all the anthem stuff happening now that we have this, you know, kind of front page news with, with the guy coming out of Navy and, you know, the federal government actually having to get involved in allowing this guy to play. Yeah. That might be interesting. But what do you think about this? Is it just a feel-good story? I mean, it's definitely a feel-good story. I just don't understand why they ever stopped the poor guy from, you know. It's not like we're fighting a world war or anything, you know, all hands on deck. I mean, if you got one sailor out of I don't know how many people are in the United States Navy who could probably have done whatever job they needed him to do, you know, um, you know, let him play some football for a few years and then come back. I mean, geez. You know, I'm glad the new secretary got his senses together, but I don't know what that old guy was doing. Well, I think the difference is what guy who originally denied his request was the Navy secretary. And now the defense secretary is the one who said, Ah, no, I get what you're saying. He jumped the chain yeah. of commands. Chain of commands. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Pretty important. That, exactly. Yeah. From all of our military <laughs> prowess, I think we can agree on that. Um, but yeah, good for him. We'll see what happens. See if he makes it onto the squad. Uh, for Cameron Kinley, happy for the guy. Yep. Now, what? One more, one more. I don't know. Is, is this a big story with Nikhil Harry requesting a trade out of New Orleans? He was the first round pick in 2019. Has done 
I don't know, next to nothing for them. He has 45 receptions, 414 receiving yards, and four touchdowns. Now, to me, when I when I read that line, and I think since 2019, those are his numbers, to me, I read that and I'm like, oh, that's like three games from Devontae Adams. <laughs> yeah. Not in terms of the receptions, but in terms of all the Devontae other. Devontae Adams has Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball, and Akeel Henry has Cam Newton throwing him the ball, and Cam Newton's running most of the time. So, I mean, that I think that kind of accounts mm-hmm. a little bit for some of those low numbers, is you're just not really on the uh, – well, yeah, let's keep in mind. Let's keep in mind. TB twelve was there for his rookie season, and this guy to kill well, Harry was. A, you know how a, Tom Brady is about his wide receivers. I mean, that guy is pretty hard on his wide receivers. I've seen him yelling at them on the bench plenty of times. And if you lose, if he loses trust in you, you know, especially a rookie, um, you, know, you drop you a pass or two, you're not getting the ball. So, I mean, even then with Tom Brady, I mean, Tom Brady's very selective about who he's going to throw the ball to and who he trusts in certain situations. So um, I still think that accounts for some of that. Totally fair. Nonetheless, you know, even take it from a personal perspective as, as a Giants fan. Not a Giants fan. Why do I keep doing this? As a Lions fan. This is the second time that this has happened to me today. Jeez. As a Lions fan, do you think that you would be happy if somehow, after your awful draft that you had this past season, that you would see that the Lions traded for Nikhil Harry and you would be happy about it? You say awful draft? Did I? Are my headphones working? Did I? Is Kanai Suwell just not a good pick? What? What? Did I? I think we had a Don't great talk. draft. I think we did everything look, we needed look. to do. And I also think Nikhil Henry would be a great pickup. Mm. Um, well, it's, and I think it's, we've definitely would, managed to not waste our draft picks on, um, you know, all high-end receivers and managed to fill in a good squad um, from around the NFL. I Look, I'm the biggest Penn A. Sewell fan out there. I'm an Oregon guy. He's an Oregon guy. He's a future Hall of Famer already in my book. I, I love Penn A. Don't get me wrong. But Nikhil Harry, he's a big dude. I remember when he played against Oregon when he was at ASU. He's a big man. So he's a big target. And, you know, he's he's definitely a red zone threat if he's in the right situation. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I, you know, they, they have a pretty crowded receiving room as it is now, especially including those new tight ends and Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. What are you going to do with Nikhil Harry now? You, I mean, it's so crowded there. I'm sorry, what Henry Henry and Johnu Smith are on the Lions now? I don't think that's no, am I no, no, totally no. out of it? No, I'm saying on the Pats. So I'm saying Oh yeah, he's gotta I leave the Pats. They don't need him. Yeah, okay. I'm like, crowded. No, 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 no way. Uh, okay. that's yeah, my the Lions point. aren't crowded. We could use them. <laughs> right, right. What I was saying is, let's back up here for a second, is that the Pats have all these guys. Nikhil Harry has this upside as a red zone threat. But regardless, they have all these other dudes that can outperform him and Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. I think Nelson Aguilar is there too now. So it's too crowded of a receiving core, receiving room. He should get out. They should get what they can for him. They have everything they need. So get him out of New Orleans or New England. New England. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> New Get them out of New England. Yeah, New something. New Jersey, New Hampshire. One of them. Mm-hmm. 
Just get just get them off the pads is the <laughs> point. Get them off. They have what they need. All right. Well, another new segment to end our show, as if me messing up the, the locations of various NFL teams was not enough of a blooper segment. I think we're doing well on adding to the podcast, giving it a little more spice by, by including one of our own blooper segments. And Robbie, I think this was your idea. So I don't know if you want to take the lead on this one. Well, well, I'm not the best with baseball, but I can spot a pretty dumb play when I see one. Um, let's see. We've got uh, the Toronto Blue Jays playing uh, the Miami uh, – the hell are they called? The, the Marlins. The Marlins. I knew it was a fish, but I thought I was like Miami swordfish, you know, the oh, sharks. Maybe I'm all for Miami swordfish. Like, I knew it was something. I mean, a marlin looks a lot like a swordfish, right? They've got the, I don't know. Anyways, Miami and Toronto are playing a game. And, uh, you know, some guy in Toronto hits a terrible hit. It's foul ball. But it rolls slightly. You know, basically the catcher just waits for it to hit the line, thinking he's being smart and he's going to catch the guy, like, not running very fast. But, the you know, the batter, like a good baseball player, Ran full speed ahead from the time he made contact with the ball and got to first perfectly safe just because this catcher didn't pick up the ball before the ball went fair. And it was just a an absolute, I mean, knucklehead play. Um where I mean he's trying to be smart and he just outthinks himself. He looked like he plays for the Miami Marlins, is what happened here. <laughs> I mean, it's it's yeah, that that was awful. I yeah. I can appreciate the fact that even in your self-professed lack of baseball knowledge, you can still spot idiocy when you see it. So, and yeah, I know I the rules. I don't know all the players, but I know the rules of baseball. And I mean, you got to yeah. cap that ball before it gets back in there. Before yeah, it hits the line. Before it, yeah, before it passes, uh, you know, one of the base pads. Yeah, right. Jeez. It has time to come back in, but once it passes the pace, but the base pads. Then it can't yeah. come back in. It can't just roll in. I'm allowed to mess up on the podcast. I'm allowed to mess up team names because I'm not paid millions of dollars to be the professional to know how to do my job perfectly without any errors. My man literally made an error and he is paying, getting paid millions of dollars. And Jesus, just the dumbest mistake. Yep. Well, Robbie. I think I think that wraps it up for for our Friday edition of Know Your Balls being recorded on a Wednesday. Uh, anything else that you'd like to tell the Know Your Balls uh, stands out there? Um, you know, feel those Any balls messages before they go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's an avid listener. So know your balls, feel your balls, save your balls, whatever you got to do, clean it up. Yeah. He, just, just clean, yeah, clean yourself up in some way. Clean yeah. yourself up, man. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys again for listening. We appreciate it. All right. And uh, shout out to Latinique. Check us out on all of our socials and make sure to check out all of our articles on latinique.news. Thanks, everyone, again for listening and have a fantastic weekend.